0: You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrgs.nl. And now, let's get into the podcast.
1: Friends, so prayer is very much part of our worship. Prayer is part of corporate worship. So before... I speak to us today, let's take a moment as the body of Christ and spend a moment in prayer together. As I pray, I invite you to fill in the blanks, fill in the names, the countries, the people, the colleagues that God's Spirit is placing on your heart. Include those as we take a moment to pray together. Let us pray. God most gracious and most holy, grant us this day the help of your spirit. Especially as we take time now to pray for your church. Not just here in this place, but in the world. We lift up before you the church of Jesus. We pray for the church in every land. We pray for this church that we will continue to seek to be faithful to you, to your mission. Be gracious unto us. We pray not only for our church, but we pray for all other local churches here in Amstelphane. We lift them up, our brothers and sisters to you. Lord, as I met with the pastors of the churches in Amselfane this week, I'm just reminded again how you love your church. And so we pray for those brothers and sisters. May they always seek your righteousness and faithfulness. I pray, Lord, that we may, may worship and serve you with reverence and with joy always. Lord, hear us. Lord, we pray this morning also for the peoples of the world. We think especially, Lord, of those nations that have been in the news lately. We think of those nations, those countries, those peoples of of, of the nations of the world that have suffered flood and flame. Extreme heat conditions. There is so much suffering in our world, and we lift those peoples of the world up before you. Lord, we want to pray for the leaders of the nations of the world. We hear in the news that that certain leaders of certain nations are gathering right now. We pray for those leaders, that they may all work together for justice, And for peace. Lord, hear us. Lord, this morning as a body of believers, we want to take a moment and pray for those whom we are aware of in our midst, in our community, in our family who are ill, who are not well, or who are distressed in whatever way. And we think of those names right now. We want to pray also for the lonely among us. For those who are grieving. We remember and lift up before you those in our midst who are in need. Or in some kind of trouble that they may be comforted and sustained by you and us, your church. Lord, hear us. And then I invite you to pray with me, if you know this prayer of by heart, as our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Trust you have had a good weekend and that you have indeed enjoyed the sun. How good it has been. I have to be a little bit honest with you, though. Even as an as ex-South African, um, it can calm down now a little bit. It's, uh, I never thought i will say this, but it's uh, getting a bit too hot, even for me. What an exciting weekend this is. It's exciting on many levels. Number one, it's our dad kid camp. So moms, I hope you've enjoyed your weekend off. I hope it's been great for you. Uh, You're welcome. Um, So the dads and kids are off at camp right now as we speak. They are having church as well. And so we remember them and we pray for them. And um, so that's, that's always a highlight in our calendar. Well, of course, if you're South African, it's the Rugby World Cup. South Africa's playing today, and for you Dutch, it's I think World Cup, what's that? I'll have you know. It is the third biggest sporting event in the world after the soccer world cup and the Olympic Games, Summer Olympic Games. Rugby World Cup's huge. You May as well get into it. <laughs> Come on, South Africa. If you're playing Scotland, we're playing Scotland. If you're Scottish, I'm sorry. But most important of all, why this is a great weekend. This is the day that we officially launch what I spoke about last week. And Steve introduced a couple of weeks prior to that. Today is the day where we officially launch our partnership with the NivaStat. And this will become our official, if you will, a local mission Project. That's why I'm preaching what I'm preaching about. That's why September is, is talking about Micah 6, verse 8. That God requires of us to be to, to be just, to be kind, and to be humble. Because it all ties in with us launching and introducing to you our partnership with the Nivestadt Project. I'm excited about it. It gives us a practical opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus to live out that which the Bible says God requires of us. So that's what we're going to do today. So hopefully not too much preaching on my part. We're going to watch some video just now in a bit. But let me first read for us again, Micah chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. I remind you, last week we said what was going on was this minor prophet Micah, was living in difficult and testing times, and essentially what was going on, Micah was saying to God's people, he was saying, listen, God has blessed you. God's been good to you, but can we just be honest with one another for a moment? You have been blessed, and what you've done is you have structured and arranged yourself, society in such a way that what's happening is there are those in your midst who, are, who have no voice who are being marginalized, who are being stepped upon, who are not being treated rightly the way that God wants you to treat people. And in fact, he says, I need to remind you, of a few things in the context of how God treats you and what God has done for you. You are now in turn going and you're just looking out for yourself for number one. You're just concerned with your own cause and your own agenda and people are being stepped on, people are being hurt, people are being left behind. There are the voiceless, the powerless, the those without money, those who are not connected, those who are not educated. There is the widow, the orphan, the poor and you and I as God's people Recipients of God's love have a responsibility to show and pass God's love on. And so, what Mike is doing, saying, Listen, can I remind you, you are living only for yourself, and it's not right. You have a duty, you have a responsibility. And then he tells, and then he says this to them. So Micah 6, verse 6 to 8. And so what's happening in verses 6 and 7 is the people are realizing, okay, hang on a minute. Some things need to change. We, we hear what you're saying. We've heard the indictments against us that we have failed to live up to God's standard for us. And so now they're saying, okay, then, verse 6, With okay, well, so with what shall I come before the Lord then? And, and, and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with a calf a year old? Is this what God wants from me? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Or, or shall I give my firstborn for my transgressions, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? And then here comes the answer. To the people coming before God saying, okay, God, what do you want? Here's the answer, verse 8. He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? We said last week, notice, it's not a suggestion, it's not a listen. If you think it's a good idea, here's a couple of thoughts for you. No. Here's what God requires us, and nothing has changed, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God, or to walk in humble obedience to your God, we spoke about justice a little bit last week, today we're going to talk about kindness a little bit, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, It seems to me that the more focused we become on ourselves, the more we seek our own welfare and well-being, kindness is going out the window. So kindness needs to be intentional. The world needs kindness. So it's appropriate for me as your pastor to stand here, you know, once in a while and say, hey, church, can I just remind you what God requires of us? God requires of us to love kindness, not just to be kind occasionally when we're in the mood, but to love kindness. First, a couple of verses. You see, when we do these things, let me just, I said this last week, this is why this is so important. When we do justice... When we are just, when we are kind, when we are humble, we are actively contributing, building to that thing that we've just prayed, our Father in heaven. Let your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. So when we do these things, we are bringing the peace of heaven down to earth. We are bringing the kingdom of heaven. We get to live and see and experience the kingdom of heaven here, now, today, on earth. We are building the kingdom of God when we do these things. We are closing the gap between the world as it is and the world as it should be. Between the kingdom of God and the things we see here on earth today. We are making the world a better place when we are kind, when we are just, and when we are humble. We're creating the very things, let's be honest, we all want. Huh? Deuteronomy 10, verse 17 to 19, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality, in other words, he's just, and accepts no bribes. Listen to this. He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow. And here we go. And he loves the foreigner residing among you giving them food and clothing. And you are to love those, verse 19. And so you are to love those who are foreigners, for you yourselves were foreigners in Egypt. Psalm 82, verse 3. Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Isaiah 1, verse 17. Learn to do right Seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. Proverbs 31, 8 and 9. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up for the rights of those who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend The rights of the poor and the needy. And this is what Micah was reminding the people of God, is what God requires of us. I'll tell you why God requires that of us in a minute. Micah 6, verse 8: To justice be kind. And walk humbly with God. And it is in that context, in the context of Micah 6 verse 8, that I want you to watch the the following video. There we go. Have a look at this.
0: My name is Eliane and uh, I'm a member of Crossroads. Um, I serve in the worship team and also in the kids ministry and in the prison ministry. Um, But today I would like to talk about uh, the work that I do in the weekdays uh, in the Nieuwe Stad in Amsterdam Zuid-Oost where I work for the Lutheran Church in a church building called the Nieuwe Stad. And uh, we have a a project there to help the neighbourhood. The Nieuwe Stad is a church building in Amsterdam Zuid-Oost I started working there in 2018, and together with volunteers from the churches, I uh, started organizing activities for elderly people and after school activities for children. And also we got a request from uh, an organization called Treasures, who wanted to do soup kitchen. So we welcomed them in to do the soup kitchen on the same day that we were doing the activities for the elderly people and the kids.
2: The Lord wants us to start soup kitchen and the church went, yes! And this one said, I'll bring soup. This one said, I'll bring this, you know? And that's how Soup Kitchen started. So we're able to prepare meal every Monday evening, once a week for about 50 people. And Soup Kitchen is a place for people from all walks of life.
0: Um, So that's how we started the project. The cooks in Pastor fix home, they would cook the food and then the boys from the park, they would pick up the food and bring it to the houses of all those people in need.
2: So to make a long story short, we started every Monday evening. It has grown to become what it is today. Today we are open five days a week, from Monday to Friday, 10 till 2 pm. And God is doing amazing things on our project.
0: So we we just started having a place where people can come, where they are welcome, where they can feel safe, where they can have food. Then we get to know them, and we try to help them in, in any way that is necessary. We are always have clothes that people can take. A lot of clothes are donated by Crossroads and people are really happy with these clothes. Um, we also have people from YWAM joining to give uh, Bible studies. Uh, we have Dutch classes, we have sewing classes, computer lessons. Often people come who have no place to stay, but we can connect them to families that have homes where they can be welcome to stay for a while, or maybe people that can rent out a room to them. Uh, They can also connect to employers where they maybe can find work. So we see that people come in hopeless and desperate uh, situations, but we can help them to find new perspectives for their lives and to build towards a good future. Sometimes we organise uh, fun nights for young uh, refugees, because uh, when they're new in the country they're looking to connect and, and build new relationships. So it would be great to have more young people to come occasionally for fun nights, uh, game nights, or barbecues, just to have a fun time together and to connect.
2: And most of the time we get the question, why are you doing this, who are you? And that becomes an open door and an opportunity to tell them we are a Christian organization and we are doing this because someone first loved us and the person who first loved us is Jesus Christ. They support a lot, me, and uh, I feel like in, yeah, in my place. I do like it here because I like helping people. That's my job, that's As a Christian, you have to ha- help other people who are in need. We have met a young man who once told us, after we offered him a bowl of soup, he said, do you see these items there? Said, yes, what is in there? He said he was on his way to commit suicide because he thought there's no more love in this world. But we offering him a bowl of soup changed his whole mindset. He said, now, I'm not going to commit suicide because I know there is love in this world. So little efforts can even save lives.
1: All right, Eliana, lead, do you want to join me on stage quickly? Let's give Eliana a round of applause. Right, Eliana, come stand with me in the light here where people can see you. There we go. Eliana, I think just first of all, but just say to us very quickly, because what we're doing today is we are asking our church community to say yes to being part of doing justice and being kind and loving Those especially who are often overlooked. And as a church community, that's what we want to do. So two, three weeks ago, uh, Steve quickly introduced you. um, And already there were some responses from our church. Do you want to tell us about that quickly?
0: Yes, and I really want to thank you uh, for responding. So various people contacted me. I just want to name a few. Um, One person came to me, told me he has a bakery, he can donate bread, Another person told me she works at a bank and uh, she specializes in the policy for homeless people. That was really useful because in the past week there was a a homeless lady who had problems with her bank account because she didn't have any money. So I could contact this person and uh, she could give me really good advice. Um, One other lady, she was able to organize 16 bags of uh, sports clothes for kids. Uh, So these are all people that could not come to our project, but still they could organize something uh, to be of help. And for the sports clothes for kids, I don't know how many of you know this, but I can remember myself how it feels as a child when you don't have the cool clothes, especially in gym class, how important it can be that you can look like the others. So also the teenagers in this church now have uh, brought clothes today. Uh, so that I can give it out to uh, teenagers who uh, have a need for clothes. Uh, also, several people did come to the uh, start to help with Bible studies and to help with the food program. And uh, I see that together we are giving such a testimony of the love of Christ. Just last Friday, there was one Muslim who told me with the tears running down his eyes, uh, I believe in Jesus. I want to put my faith in Jesus. And it's just because of the testimony that we're giving of uh, God's great love.
1: That is so good. Now, <clears throat> so friends, but to kick this off, what we're doing is we are organizing a specific day uh, to kind of get it going on the 7th of October, Eliana, talk to us about the 7th of October, what's going to happen, and really the call is for you to go home to talk to your family to talk to your life group, your Bible study, uh, for you to see how can I be involved, what can I do to practically live out justice and kindness. Talk to us about the
0: 7th. Yeah, we've chosen this day, the 7th of October. It is a Saturday, so hopefully uh, many of you will be available on this day that we want to organize different activities for different groups in the nieuwe stad. So we will start in the afternoon at three to organize children activities. So all those who like to engage in children activities can join and help us organize and give good times to the the kids there. Uh, Then at five, we'll have a meal together. Uh, Hopefully we'll have different people cooking different kinds of food. And then we'll all share like one big meal together. Uh, And then at seven, we will start a game night probably a bingo or other easy games, just to have fun and connect, especially with the young uh, refugees. Um, So all of you can join and you don't need to join from three until late at night, but you can just choose your own uh, block of time, what suits you, um, the the kind of people you like to uh, engage with. Uh, And then in the church center app, for those of you who have it, uh, you can find it under um, uh, events. You'll find there the event for the 7th of October, and there you can sign up, and then you'll have more, uh, more details about it.
1: We are really challenging you to bring your children, to bring your teenagers, to bring yourself. As Eliana said, even if it's for an hour, half an hour, you don't have to be there the whole day. But come and expose yourself. Come and expose your children, your teenagers to the needs of others to the suffering that is literally on our doorstep. And to remind as I drive there with my kids in the back (laughs) or on my own, I remind myself of Micah 6 verse 8. What is it, God, that you require of me but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with you? This is why we do it. Eliana, tell us about, so from after the 7th of October, where do we go from here? Because I'm sitting here, I can't, I've got rugby on on the 7th. No, I'm just, that's a joke. <laughs> uh, I'm busy on the 7th. I can't come the 7th. Is this the only opportunity that I have? And if I miss it, well, then there's no more. How do I, how do we carry on beyond the 7th?
0: It's definitely not the only opportunity. Uh, We'll be organizing different things uh, in the course of the year. So, for example, we'll have the big uh, clothes collection. Uh, We'll organize something for the kids around Christmas. All of those things, you'll hear about it later. Um, Also, you can just connect during the week, like some people have already done. Um, And the easiest way to do this is, obviously, I'm here. Most every week, you can talk to me, you can connect to me. But also, in the church app, if you go to uh, groups, you'll find under uh, Missions and Outreach, one group there called the newest project. So if you make yourself a member to that group, you'll have my phone number. You can also reach me through that app. And then you can have updates on uh, any new events coming up. And also there I'll post messages. For example, when I have somebody who needs shoes size 43, I'll put it there. Maybe you have it. You can bring it to church or any other kinds of uh, ways that you can engage. Uh, you can find it in the app.
1: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Eliana. <coughs> Thank you so much, Lacy. Thank you. So friends, please have a look at our app. Uh, We are going to put some information on our website as well. And look, we understand, right, that it's not limited to this project. But as a church, we want to give you a vehicle, an opportunity to say, here is a place where you can practice your faith where you can practice to live out the things that you sing about on a Sunday, the things that you say you believe when you read the Bible. We want to give you, okay, well, here's an opportunity to do justice, to be kind, to be humble, especially to the downtrodden, the voiceless, the powerless the marginalized in our society. The very thing that Micah warns us about, the thing that he teaches us about, challenges us to, here on our doorstep in this first world, wealthy, wealthy nation, on our doorstep, kilometers away, you and I have an opportunity to make a difference in people's lives. I encourage you, to investigate, to speak to Eliana. Look on the website. If you want to ask questions, contact us at the office. There are many ways for you to connect with us. We encourage you to do so. I want to just talk very quickly, for five minutes, maybe ten, no, that wasn't. about kindness, about kindness. I want us just, there are just two or three things that I want you to consider when we think about biblical kindness the kind of thing that God means, the kind of thing that God wants us to know when He says to us to be kind, to love kindness, what does it mean, biblically speaking? What is it really that God asks of us? And so I want to just quickly read for us from Proverbs 20, verse 28, and 21, verse 21. Proverbs 20, 28 says, Kindness and faithfulness Protect the king. He supports his throne by kindness. Think about that. Proverbs 21 verse 21 says, Those who pursue status and wealth will find life. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. Sorry, my mistake. Those who pursue righteousness and kindness will find what? Life and righteousness and honor. I want to talk with you for a second about just now, I'll talk with you about note the connection between kindness and righteousness. Note the connection between kindness and faithfulness. We'll get to that just now. Three things very quickly, just to keep in mind when we talk about kindness and being kind to one another. The first thing is, when we think about kindness, we must understand that it is so much more, biblical kindness anyway, so much more than just a wave to the neighbor on the other side of the street. So much more than just a smile. It's so much more than just being nice. It's all those things. But biblical kindness is so much more. Interesting, when Micah says to love kindness, I had to look at that. What does he mean by loving kindness? Why is he saying that? Very interesting, that word, that 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 form of that original word in the Hebrew, to love kindness, appears only twice in the Bible. There in Micah, and one other time in Jeremiah 31, verse 3. Let me read that for you quickly. God speaks, and he's saying to us, I have loved you. That's the same form of the word love used that Micah used in Micah 6, verse 8. I have loved you. With an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness. There's that word again my faithfulness to you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. And the thing that we must understand when we talk about kindness, we need to try and understand or consider it or think of kindness in this context. Is what we discover from Jeremiah and Micah and Proverbs is this. To understand kindness, I must do so in the context of how God loves me. That's now we're beginning to to pull back the curtain and unravel what, what God means by, hey, be kind. In other words, I must step back and first think, how does God treat me? How does God love me? What has God done for me? And once I've reflected upon those things, I'll begin to get a grip on what God means by says, hey, go and be kind to others. So when I consider how God treats me, God's kindness towards me, God's love towards me, God's ongoing faithfulness towards me, in the context of kindness, I begin to think about things like unconditional So I'm forced to think, okay, so kindness is not just being kind to the people who are kind to me. <laughs> Anybody can do that. I mean, that takes no, no special effort at all, being kind to the people who are kind to you. But kindness, if I in the context of God's love for me, it's being kind to those who are not kind to me. Now, that's where change happens, Right? I think about things like unending. Jeremiah 31 says, God, I've loved you with an unending love. So my kindness in the context of kindness is I'm not just kind when I feel like it sporadically around Christmas time, once I've got my bonus, or when I'm on holiday, then I'm nice and I'm kind. No, it is a continued, ongoing kindness. I think of kindness in the context of God's love for me and how God treats me, what God has done for me. I think about undeserved, how God loves me even though I haven't deserved it. And I think about kindness, and it means being kind to people even when they don't deserve your kindness. That is godly, biblical, true kindness. That's the kind of thing that Micah says God requires of us to be kind to people that don't even deserve it. To be kind to people that have no right to it. Paul, calm down. Now you're taking a step too far. (laughs) It is very clear, I think, why Micah says to us, this is what God requires. As we read all scriptures regarding justice and kindness and humility, it becomes clear what God's saying, this is what I have done for you. I've treated you with justice, with kindness and humility. And so I require of you to go and do that and be that for others. So true kindness, number one, that I want you to think about as you try and unravel it for yourself this week, needs to be seen in the context of God's love for me, what God does, how God treats me. Then I'll begin to understand what kindness is about. The second thing I want to say very quickly about kindness is this. Remember what we read in Proverbs. It says, faithfulness and kindness, righteousness and kindness. I want you to note the connection between righteousness and faithfulness and kindness. And so here's then the second thing I want to say to you when it comes to being kind. It is the right to do it's not just a philosophy or an approach to life as followers of jesus when i am kind i am doing the right thing i'm being righteous i'm living righteously when i'm being kind to you i am living my faith so i'm being faithful I'm honoring my Savior. I'm honoring Jesus. I'm living out my faith. I'm being faithful to him when I'm being kind to you. Kindness is the right thing to do. It is right living in the eyes of God. It is when I'm kind, I am living out my faith. I am being faithful to Jesus when I'm being kind to you. And I think that's important, the second important point to remember when talking about kindness and being kind. It's righteousness. It is faithfulness. When I treat you right, and I'm kind to you. The word kindness in the Hebrew word, the the original word that appears over 250 times in the Old Testament is the word hesed, H-E-S-E-D. Yes, It's a complicated word. and can be translated in so many different ways because it is so complex. It's rooted to so many biblical truths. The closest translation for us in the New Testament, we can connect it to that New Testament word that you all know, agape. Agape. I must stop. Which simply means this. Agape agape is to love, but it's to love selflessly. So what's kindness? It is to love selflessly. What is kindness? It is to love steadfastly. Kindness is, in other words, steadfast love is an ongoing love. Here's another word, loyalty. Think about that in the context of your marriages and intimate relationships. You want to be kind to the person you're married to? Be loyal. Love them. Have an ongoing concern. So it means I love you even when I don't feel like it. That's the way God loves us. That's what true kindness is in my close relationships. It is that ongoing concern for, it's that loyalty. Kindness can be translated as to have a concern for people. Kindness can be translated as to have compassion for people. Compassion that translates into action. So, so hesed, kindness can be translated as to help another person. This is what God requires of us. It can be translated as to help another person who has no right to my help. The Bible also uses the word mercy. So kindness is giving people what they need, not what they deserve. That's biblical kindness. Oh boy, oh boy, I must stop. We're out of time. Okay, just quickly. Just, 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 just two seconds. Just two seconds. Quick. When we think about kindness, I need to think of it in the context of how God treats me. I need to remember that to be kind is not just, oh, well, you know, I'm, I feel like it. No, it's the right thing to do. It's righteousness. I'm being faithful to Jesus when I'm kind to you. I'm living out my faith. And 13, and finally, let me say this to you. To be kind is life-giving, Proverbs 21, 21. Those who pursue kindness find life. On every level, it shifts our our, our mood. It changes us biologically, physiologically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, intellectually, science and research. So much research has been done about it that when I'm kind, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, happy hormones, my neurotransmitters change, my blood pressure gets lowered, I sleep better, my immune system gets better. It gives life to us just on like a pure basic level when we are being kind, but so it gives life to me. That's why, so if you just want to be purely selfish, (laughs) be kind because you will feel better. The beautiful thing about biblical kindness, not only does it give life to me, it also gives life to the person at the receiving end of my kindness. We are called to be light, love, and life. Be kind to one another. Please be kind to one another. Amen. Okay, amen. The end. Finished. Clap.
0: Thank you for listening and we hope that you have a wonderful week, see you next time.